Stress? Getting your man Rick? Can you blame him? Nah, not at all. In here, I've seen plenty of dudes crack. Not me. I got on better in the inside. Things made more sense, you know? There were rules. Life was more simple. Didn't you miss your brother? My brother? <laughs> Hell no. He had a real money problem. What kind of problem? He didn't lend me any. <laughs> <laughs> One time that son <laughs> a little closer yeah there you go everyone listening there you go old Haley Haley Bo Bailey over here has next to no drive <laughs> to record this episode but I'm making her yes you are because we have to get this done and procrastination is death yeah sure so I, I, I just go I just work here uh, so this will be a quick episode quicker than normal because we have to get through it for her, for her sake. It's, but it'll end up being probably 40 plus minutes anyway, just two, because. Yeah, because that's just how we are. It's 2.15 a.m. in the morning on Monday, <laughs> December 13th? 14th now, it's the 14th. December 13th. Oh. December what? 13th. Oh, that's nuts. The day we're going to be releasing this episode. Crazy. So it's 2.15 a.m. in the mornings. 2.15 in the a.m. And uh, we're here and we're making stuff happen and we are talking about season three, episode 10. Of 16. Home. Right? Of 16? 10 of 16? Uh, yes, of 16. This is directed by Seth Man or Seeth Man, S-E-I-T-H. Weird. Seeth? Seth? Seeth Man. Seeth Man. And it's written by Nicole Beatty. Nicole Beatty. Weird Names, aired yeah. February 17th, 2013. This is also the final appearance of Axel, played by Lou Temple. We just heard his death. Wah, wah, wah. Um, and uh, yes, so before we get into this, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in our lives. You guys know I love 7 com. They are an unofficial sponsor of this podcast, and I was scrolling through. They do... Uh, they call them pop drops every <laughs> pop every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. I was scrolling through on one of the more recent ones, hit the pages, boom, 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 six, seven pages in, and all of a sudden, here comes Chris Hardwick, Talking Dead, mm -hmm. 2018 summer exclusive, bloody version. Was uh, that like a chase or was no, that? No, 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 that's not a chase. Chases are chases. I, I, don't, I didn't know. Yeah, chases will say chase. I, I don't remember. Yes, this is a 2018 summer convention exclusive, whatever that means. So it's a bloody Chris Hardwick Funko but Pop. My question was, so there is a version of him not bloodied. Correct, and that's just normal. 
Yeah. Uh, but the bloody version, I mean, I just like the bloody version. To me, it's ironically, it makes no sense. <laughs> it's like, why is Chris bloody? But I, I understand why he is bloody. So it's cool. It was $30 and I bit the bullet. I instantly bought that bitch because how cool. Like I like I have Shane. He's a right. con, he's a convention exclusive as well. That's my only Walking Dead pop currently. So I was like, my next one, going to be Talking Dead. It's going to be Chris Hardwick. It's going to be the man. It's going to be called 1-855-DEAD-LIVE. <laughs> I find it funny that neither one of us have a Rick pop. Um, I used to have a Rick pop and then I, uh, and then I got rid of all of them. I got rid of all of my pops. Cause you're stupid. For some reason. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I sold them off. I don't know what, what happened there, but, uh, it happened and, uh, we're going to do this really quickly just cause I love when he would say this on, on, uh, of course they're not going to have a freaking thing. Oh, are they going to say here? No, no, no. God damn it. Anyways, I was trying to find when Chris Hardwick says, you know, his 1855 dead live. Uh, but anyways, we're not going to look on that. I think it's 1855, right? 1877 1855 dead live. Anyways, Chris sure. Chris is coming to me in the mail. I can't wait to have him in my closet. <laughs> and uh so that's something that's pretty cool. Go check out 7 bucks a pop. You never know what kind of walking dead pops uh, will pop up on there. Huh, um huh. yeah, funny. Uh continuing continue Continuing to DoorDash. Uh, we did Nights of Lights. Did Nights of Lights, which is a thing in St. Augustine. If you're ever in Florida, St. Augustine, Florida. Shout out to St. Augustine. It's my birth town. Uh, they do a thing. Uh, sometime in November it starts, and then it goes all the way to like January or February or something I like that. I think February. And they uh, have like over a million plus lights. It's one of the like greatest light celebrations in the world or something like that. That's pretty. And Date night. It was yeah, a date night. It was a little date night. We went there. We went to Prohibition Kitchen. We had some burgies. Burgies. Um, and uh, got to listen to some live music by, uh-huh. an, by an Adele wannabe. Yeah. Uh, she had some like dreadlocked hair that you didn't like. No. Very dirty looking. <laughs> but it fit the era. It fit the Prohibition era. Sure. So that's why she was there. And uh, yeah, Nights of Lights. Uh, it's a cool little thing. You can ride a train, sing train. Christmas songs, pay $90. It's oh God, a ripoff. I prefer to just walk around and take in the sights as I see fit without having to listen to rocking around the Christmas tree for the 50 millionth time. Uh, I mean, it's cute when you go it's on it, but it's not 90 bucks cute. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So we didn't do that, but we did walk around, took some photos. Yeah. Life's good. Life's great. Um, also, we found a pop shop there. Yeah, uh, that was, was closed. It was closed, but we're going back on to uh, Tuesday, tomorrow. Technically, we're going back tomorrow. Um, and we're going to be filming our first video, our first vlog video for the channel, uh, the, our uh, YouTube channel, Fans of Something. So that'll be really cool once that's up and running. But you can check out YouTube.com slash Fans of Something if you'd like to see us vlogging and doing some cool Funko-related shit. Mm-hmm. Also, I think we're not going to curse on there because on YouTube, they're very strict about cursing for some reason. And yeah, it's stupid. So we're going to try to censor Stupie. ourselves a little bit more on our YouTube channel. But on the podcast, fuck it. <laughs> so uh, that's what's going on in our lives. Haley's still not in school. We're almost to Georgia. Shit like that. Shit's yeah. happening. Christmas yeah. is like what? Uh, like uh, Awesome. 
Like 12 days away? 12, 12 days away. 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. So. Um, ABCs. Yeah, ABC, which is now Freeform. So let's get into this, shall we? Uh, because we're already lagging in terms of trying to get you to bed. I'm lagging. My so lagging. this episode on Rotten Tomatoes has a 71% out of 17 reviews. I think that is literally the exact same. I think that is the exact. She's smelling my fart. I farted, guys. <laughs> I farted. Like, we're going to be real with you. I literally farted. I blew, uh, I blew one. God, Christ. And I tend to have stinky farts. <laughs> I blew a shit. Fart gas bubble in her direction, Ripped and ass. she is not enjoying it. But this is probably what the apocalypse smells like. This That's is probably what Carl's breath smells like. Ew, ew, ew. So, oh, the bo of the apocalypse. Ugh. Uh. Old spice. Uh. <laughs> um, so it has a seventy-one percent out of seventeen reviews, and it says the consensus. Talking is not The Walking Dead's strong suit, and home has a lot of it. But the episode is redeemed by an action-packed ending. Yes, I completely okay. agree. So I agree with that last part. Yes, it is. It's great. It's action-packed. It's exciting. You heard the opening bits of it with the governor and everything. Talking is not The Walking Dead's strong suit. What are you talk? What are you talking about? I don't get uh, it. it. I, do I don't understand what they're saying. I am so invested in these characters. I I I I, I just I I could watch them talk. Endlessly. I, I don't know. It just, I feel like, yes, yes, I do enjoy the talking, but, and the dialogue is good. It's just a little, I feel like they throw too much at one time where it's like, it just needs to be spaced out a little more because you go from one scene of like all right conversation 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 like camera cut like back and forth back and forth and then you're like you're like all right trying to soak that in and then the next scene right away is more talking you're like oh good christ it's just a lot it's yeah. just a lot yeah like well this it's like episodes like these like they're not filler i wouldn't consider this filler it's just episodes like these make me realize like like make me think like why is this show like why are these episodes like an hour like plus commercials to like 40 minutes or something yeah like why are they like it this has no reason to be or more so why is there 16 episodes in this season right right yeah because they can very well be condensed like they're like you can cut a lot like not a lot of scenes but a lot of dialogue in the scenes it's just I don't know, like, I, we finished it, and I already forgot a good majority of it because it's just so much dialogue. Damn. I don't know. Uh, still, I have yet to come across a season three episode that I'm just like, that was awful. Um, I think this should be rated higher. I really enjoy this episode. Um, let's go to our boys that we love to talk about here. Tom Fitzgerald gave it a rotten review he wrote we found the mid-season return to be a walk down a familiar road one where the narrative wheels spin and rick chews up the scenery we found the mid-season return what the hell this is episode 10 tom season nine's the mid-season i don't even think tom's on the same episode <laughs> well, <laughs> i think i think we're gonna let tom go well the last episode was very dialogue heavy now this episode's very dialogue heavy so it's kind of like uh God. Uh, the other guy we like to talk about, Kevin Fitzpatrick. All in all, a definitive, 
uh, or sorry, a, a definite improvement on last week's hour and a good sign of things to come. He liked this episode. Yeah, I would rate this one higher than the last one. Okay. But definitely, these two episodes could have been combined. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nicole, we'll do a, a new one. Nicole Lynn Pesk from the New York Daily News liked it. She wrote... Last night's episode flipped the previous week's script with 30 or so minutes of quiet character development before unexpectedly exploding into an adrenaline-pumping 10-minute finale blowout. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's, again, very divisive, I feel. It's very just, you either like it, you're either into these characters and you're into watching them develop, or you aren't. And you just want to see endless amounts of gunfire, and maybe you need a different show because this oh, sh- this show is very much stop. Good Christ! What annoying? I'm so sorry. You didn't even have to. Oh, God. I- I'm gassy. You didn't have to put the mic. I did have to put the I mic near. This. I did have to put the mic near. I it. live with this. So this is when I wish Smellorama existed. No. So people in the listening could smell no what's coming out of no thanks anyways uh so let's get into this shall we our overall thoughts i think we just shared yeah favorite scene or moment i'm gonna go i'm gonna nominate myself i have to say my favorite scene is the scene and this probably is gonna shock the out of you it's the out of you (laughs) it's gotta learn to censor ourselves for the channel uh, it's going to be the moment when Daryl and Merle save the people on the bridge. Oh, stop. You took mine. And it's, so it starts there, right? It starts from the moment we see the people on the bridge struggling, and then Merle's like, ah, jump, jump, and then Daryl goes to save them to the moment when um, uh, Daryl, so it's a super long moment, but it's a, it's a super long scene, but Daryl walks away and says, I may be the one, what does he say? I may be the one. I may be the one. Something, but you're, you're the, the one, one leaving, leaving again. Oh, I may be. Oh, I I may. Away. Yeah, I, I I may be the one walking away, but you're the one that's leaving, and that's where I would cut it. Because yeah. just it, it, it's just I love that it it sets up because uh, still we're thinking oh, all right, all right. So Daryl's back on Merle's team, and then it's just I love that Daryl really gets to see who Merle has become. Like if it like even though. Merle was probably an asshole. Not even probably. He was an asshole before. Yeah. Daryl's just, he's he's seen too much. Like, Daryl's changed. Well, Daryl's was. We can assume he was an asshole before. Yeah, Daryl was an asshole, and now he's changed into not an asshole. Mm-hmm. And Merle was an asshole before, and Merle has only evolved into a bigger asshole. Yep. Piggybacking off my point, he was, like, proving that Daryl was an asshole before, because Merle even said we were going to rob... Uh, yeah, we were going to rob the camp back in season right. one. Right. Yep. Like that was on his mind. Now he's saving people. But granted, there's still Daryl's like, get the hell out. Get in your car and get the hell out of here. Yeah. His sort- yeah. He's not entirely softened. Slow down, Beaner. That ain't no way to say thank you. No tenemos nada para llevar. Let him go. Let him go. Yeah. It's just, it's so good. It's like, 
we hated seeing Daryl take Merle's side. Like we know better as the audience, and now we're getting that payoff where it's like Merle, stop. Yeah, I, and it's just it's it's gratifying as a uh, as an audience member to see someone. So the the brother brother relationship, knowing that Merle's the older brother, it's so good to see the younger brother stand up to the mm-hmm. older brother. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think the best moment I think was when he. Uh, when Daryl had his uh, bow, like aimed at, what, or was it a gun? No, he he aims his bow, at, his crossbow at Merle. Yeah, get out of the car. Yep. You better not be talking to me. Yeah, it's great. And then it goes into them in the woods, and then they're and they're talking, and we get that juicy moment where we have this like season one kind of whoa, they were gonna do something. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Now we're, and then. Something that's really unexpected is Merle rips his shirt or something, and we I see. I didn't get that. I didn't get that. Okay, Maybe so because I couldn't see it. Yeah. But. So basically, he has uh, Daryl has like a shit ton of. It looks like either welts or some kind of a major bruising on his back. In terms of like, looks like he was beaten, and then they 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 keep saying something about him, something about he. Like I would have beat him to death. So basically, they had an abusive father growing oh. up. And that, oh. and that's why Merle left oh. first. Got it. And, then, yeah, I didn't and, see and, that. and, and Daryl was like, uh, or Merle was like, I didn't know. And Daryl was like, yes, you did. Mm, I didn't, I didn't. So it's shit like this where it's like, I already care about these characters. And now the writing, the talking is making me care more about them because I'm learning, oh shit, Daryl's all like, Daryl's had nothing but a troubled past. So has Merle. I would counter that. Not saying you're wrong. I do think, like, yeah, like, I am not saying dialogue is not important. But personally, like, me as a viewer, and I kind of like that we have different different perspectives on viewing. Like, were you very much like the dialogue where I feel like the best character development is in, like, the actions or the visuals? Like, that. that's what is, like, juicy to me. Like, seeing. Which is ironic because you can't see. This is true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I heard that, but I'm just... <laughs> yeah. Uh, honorable mention favorite scene going to when... Or favorite moment going to when uh, Herschel and Glenn were talking about who's going where and what and why. And Glenn says, Rick's over there walking, walking around. around wa- uh, uh, he's wandering town. around crazy town. <laughs> he's wandering around crazy town. And, uh, underrated line, underrated line. Stop. <sighs> I hope it's picking it up. I hope it's not. I'm just really gassy tonight. Okay, but you don't have to put the mic down there because <laughs> I might be using that mic next week. <laughs> Germs. Germs. So uh, that's uh, and then also I just have to make a mention here because we're getting close to the end and at, at the end of every season we like to nominate what i have called the walker of the season and this episode has what i think could be the one to beat which is the where daryl the trunk which is Stop, where, i thought that too. which is where daryl slams the fucking walker's head into the I, car with the trunk i swear to god i thought the same exact thing but i didn't want to say it because i was like i'm gonna save that for the end i'm gonna save that for the last episode no no because you like when you like when you have it when you see it when you're like oh okay you have to make mention of it because that's the one to beat now. Ugh, so the, stop so I, I think collectively that's the one that has to be beat. Yeah, stop taking it. Just, and I don't know that that will happen. 
So I think that is the walker of the season. Yeah, I'm not riding off you or anything. Like I swear to God. No, no, I no. I, be- uh, I believe you. I'm sure they believe you as well. I and what's funny is you don't really even get a good visual on this one. Like I couldn't. Yeah, it's like, pretty quick. I know uh, I not uh, nominated season one. I nominated um, Bicycle Girl. Uh, so from the first episode where she's crawling and right. iconic. Season two, I nominated the Well Walker, iconic, fucking fat fuck, juicy bitch. <laughs> this one, like, I couldn't even tell you one defining feature of him. But all I know is he's trying to attack the baby. Daryl pulls him out and slams his fucking head into it. It's more of a cool kill, but mm-hmm. it's a Walker kill, so it, it counts as Walker of the season. Right. Yeah. And Walker of the season is very open in terms of what it means. You know, iconicness, coolness, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Memorable. Um, so that's that's that. That's the one that has to be beat. Um. All right, so we have the same favorite thing going on here. What's your least favorite? Mm, hmm. I uh, I kind of have two. Okay, honorable mention. One of them. Um, just my continual gripe with the Lori thing. Anytime oh, okay, that, okay. like the whole idea, like. Rick was just kind of like, I bet he saw his script and he was just like, that's it. Or he saw the, you know, the layout of the episode and he's like, what the hell? I'm just yeah, pacing there. Well, he probably enjoyed it. It's yeah. like a day off kind of yeah, thing. I guess. It's just, I can't stand it. Anytime, like, it's it's getting old. It's just getting old. Because <laughs> now everybody's like, what the hell are you doing? Well, it, it's getting old, but it's cool because the characters are even realizing that you know yeah it's getting old back to his comment about him walking around crazy town yeah like you don't even like really i don't even feel bad at this point it's just kind of like dude well no well that's the well that's the funny part is that when it was happening at the beginning when they play that really beautiful music very kind of i'm like thinking to myself yeah this is like awful lori's gone and you know everything I'm like thinking this is really sad. Oh yeah, I mean if at you, that like if you actually stop and think and, and and take yourself out of viewing a show and just think about what if I saw one of my own friends like I'm trying to talk to them and they go off and and they're seeing someone that they're that they're longing for. It's so sad. He's Oh no. He's, he's lost. It's like it's like that quote, not all who wander are lost. No, no, no. This dude is lost. Yeah, I mean like Moments like that where she's like holding his face is sad, but then you get a shot like in the next scene of like an outsider looking at him and he's just kind of rubbing air. Yeah, it's just like, (laughs) dude. dude. And he's just like, his eyes are like glazed over and he looks sweaty and it's just like, dude, (laughs) come on. But no, I I actually found it incredibly sad because I pulled myself out and I'm like, Wow, he's he's literally just roaming, and he's seeing, and and and, and he's and, he, and it's ultimately longing for. He misses her so much. He's seeing her, and he's. It's it's just I don't know. It's hard to describe. It's just in the yeah. moment. I'm like, this is really sad. Yeah, but my least favorite, and not that it's a bad scene. I feel like I say that a lot. I just feel like it's the, your least favorite. It's my. Least favorite because of the directing. I feel like it could have been cut better. And this is going to be a little controversial, a little hot take, if you will. 
But I feel like the ending could have been done way better. The attack? Yes. Oh, because, wow. Ooh. Because, okay, so you have this episode. It, like It's been very dialogue heavy, except for, you know, here and there when you have some intense talk. You have that thing with the baby in the car and whatever. Yeah. But, so you have, you know, another tender-ish moment between Axel and Carol and, you know, all of a sudden you get the shot out of nowhere, which is like, whoa, well, that's yeah. like, like, I don't great. know where that, that is great. It is very great. And then it cuts, like it cuts to um, uh, the governor, like close, like eyeing the barrel of the gun. Mm-hmm. And then it like, at that moment, like the screen goes black. And I think I'm going to hear, you know, the end, yeah, yeah. like cliffhanger. That would have been a beautiful cliffhanger. Okay. Beautiful cliffhanger. But then it comes back and I found it like whiplash <laughs> where like, all right, now you're back and now all of a sudden it's kind of like war ish. Yeah, well I mean and that's what is that that's what it is in the moment, you know, for for the characters. It's it's so serene, it's so cricket, 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 and then all of a sudden a bullet rings out. Oh yeah. I'm just saying like and it's a very like the last ten minutes I feel like are very out of place. I feel like it could have been either saved for the next, like the place where they cut it, where it was just Rick, like what the hell just happened? I feel like that is less of a, cause like it already happened and now it's like, great. Now we're going to go into the next episode and they're going to be talking about what just happened. So I feel it's, it would have been, I would have been more on the edge of my seat had they have cut at the governor, hmm. like left it at there. Yeah. So I feel, and I wasn't too invested, like, in the whole shootout just because, like, yeah, it was a great scene. Like, you know, just how it was executed and whatnot and the choreography and going through it and stuff. But it, it in the place of the episode, in the course of the episode, it's just like, what the hell? I mean, did you, was it really that, like, drag of an episode that you had to give your audience something it it just doesn't feel it didn't do it justice the scene wasn't done justice well this just goes to prove that you cannot please every fan because people want to see what happens next you want a cliffhanger so you can't please everybody i'm just saying it wouldn't even it would be good for the studio too because when you give people a cliffhanger that they are invested in it makes you want to watch more yeah but i think even the way it ends here is like i want to see because now it's it's happened we've seen the attack and it's like okay rick's pissed yeah he's pissed but now it's like all right now now tune in next week to see how he snaps to see them talk more about it to see to see him snap out of his fucking days of a phase and to get back into action here yeah i i don't know i just think well, what well, what would be interesting is because you because you can do this. Uh, check the ratings. Um, so this week or this week this this episode home. It was this this episode was watched by an estimated eleven and a half eleven point five. Sorry, eleven point oh five. Eleven point oh five million viewers. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was that. Now we go to the next episode. Iana Judas. And 
11.01. So a little dip, a slightly down in viewership. Yeah, because it's like, all right, well, I already saw like a climax, and now what? All right. So they said they were going to invade. They're planning on invading. And, 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 okay, so it's like you have the whole lead up of the episode where it's like, all right, is the governor like, like the governor says he's not going to go, but we know in the back of our heads that that's not who he is. He's yeah. not the kind to flip on a dime. Um, you have like Glenn and Carl mapping the place, trying to prepare for the attack. And even Beth is just kind of like, who knows if he really is going to attack? How do we know? So, you know, it's kind of teeter-totter, like seesawing. Like, it's making you think. It's making you think. So, if you had, like, the ending, like, of the governor shooting down Axel was, like, the answer. It's like, oh, shit, now here they are. And... Yeah, well, the way the way you would like it to end, having seen the, the ratings, I, yeah, for sure, they probably would have gained a little bit of a higher yeah, rating. absolutely. But... I don't know. I think it's again. They they probably had a debate over this in the in, in the editing room. They were probably like, "Should we end it here? Should we show the aftermath? Should we end it with Rick? Where where do we end it?" But then it's like, where do you gain the ten minutes? Where do those ten minutes? So yeah, I get it. Um, interesting, interesting. Least favorite. Mine's definitely a, just a moment. It's definitely, and I remember because I've seen this season so many times. I remember I was like, "All right, this is the episode where." Axel gets shot and then the governor appears and like, I remember this like being this episode and right before it happens there's a just a a fillery moment where it's just like it it does nothing except I, I it doesn't even develop any characters except maybe the baby because we realize that if you don't hold the bottle upright she gets gassy <laughs> like me um so I guess I have to start holding my bottles upright uh it's the scene where Maggie and Beth feed Judith it's such that a baby. it's such a stupid little moment. It's it that to me is filler. That to me is just like, all right, well, we need like another minute, and we don't want just more gunfire because people are going to start going, wow, how many bullets do y'all have? Yeah, right. So and the governor's just kind of shooting all willy nilly, not even at people, just kind of we don't see him reload. Yeah, so uh, they were like, let's just throw in Beth and Maggie crying and feeding Judith. Okay, that doesn't develop anything, but it happens, and I didn't need to see it. So that's my yeah. least favorite. Yeah. No, I have nothing to add to that yeah. other than yeah. Yeah. Hey, while we're at it, why don't we uh, why don't we listen to it? Because I'm sure it's enthralling entertainment to fat baby. listen to uh, Beth and Maggie feed a fat baby. Wow. Great. Wonderful. Oh, here's the bottle. Just keep the bottle like this. Otherwise, she gets gassy. That's great. That was fake. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, they, they add in like the, the slow, te- uh, piano temple, te- tempo, Jesus, temple. if I can't talk right, Lou Temple, hm. uh, he's the one who plays Axel, that's what I'm thinking about, but anyways, I don't like it, get it out of there, not my walking dead. <laughs> not my walking dead. It's like, it's supposed to prove that, I don't know, maybe Maggie is, cause it's like, this is the episode where Maggie and Glenn have their altercation and, and. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so maybe this is supposed to be like a, 
a sort of kind of rejuvenating thing maybe, for Maggie. Maybe it's like, huh, like, babies. I, I was almost just raped, but babies. babies. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I don't know. <laughs> I'm reaching. Yeah. So that's my least favorite. Who's your MVP? Most valuable. Uh, I was going to say Daryl. Yeah, for me, it's Daryl, too. Daryl. I think yeah, that's it's Daryl. And I th- I think he's the most valuable because he has such a, even in just, just this episode, he has a great little arc, character mm-hmm. arc. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I think it's got to be Daryl. Yeah. For Earth. Yeah. Because I'm, you were just skimming through again. And it's, it, for me, it's either Daryl or Glenn. her. No, no. See, because uh, Glenn is, uh, Glenn is in his rage right now. He's, yeah. he's not thinking the way he should. So I was going to say either so. Daryl or Herschel because Herschel realizes, you know, he's literally the moral compass of, of this episode and he's trying to guide everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, he's trying to guide Glenn. He's trying to get Rick back from fucking crazy town. <laughs> he's trying to get him out of the prison, everybody out of the prison. Like, so if it, like, if I want to be different from you, it's Herschel, but I don't because it is Daryl. I that, think yeah. ultimately because like, the idea of leaving the prison as maybe smart as it is, it's also like, this is probably as good as it's going to get for a while. Right. So why would we leave this? We should right. defend it. So to that point, I understand Glenn. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the MVP. And that doesn't make sense. Um, what doesn't make sense? Uh, governor driving a, like, not a black truck, but like a bright white or whatever it was, like a beige. Oh, the one he drives? Yeah. And there it's Carol and Axel looking out in the distance, like toward Rick, which is still, you know, straight out of the prison. And nobody sees him. Nobody sees a truck that's not there is coming up. Nobody? Eh. Nobody. Well, did he have cause I know we cause I know Axel gets shot. And then we cut to the governor just kind of being there, right? Yeah, but nobody sees him pull up, nothing. Well, that, well what I was going to say was, is is the truck still in the woods? The governor just came out of the woods? I don't know. All right? I turned the volume down. Yeah, well, it's not even up. Oh. Right? Oh, yeah, I put, it, I put it a little too. No, no, you're good. You're good. No, I'm, I'm seeing. Because we don't see the truck at all. She's playing from when Axel gets shot. So we're playing it, we're playing it, we're playing it, everyone's looking. Yeah, it's right there. Oh, okay, there it's right it is. right there. Nobody sees that? Well. Nobody sees that? It was quick. It was, it, 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 it was that they drove nobody... up, they drove up, the governor got out, made his aim, he chose his target, and he shot. But I'm saying, nobody heard it, like the rustling of the trees. Rick didn't hear it, especially being right there, outside. Yeah, the that, gate. well, that doesn't make sense, but then if you have to justify that, Rick's in crazy town. So yeah, he sure. gets a pass there. Herschel didn't hear it. That's a little weird. He has bad hearing, though. He's old. See, I'm fighting with myself. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe they put it in silent mode. <laughs> silent like the truck mode. truck in silent mode. Silencer you know, on the vibrate. truck. <laughs> Silencer on um, the truck. Well, to, uh, to, to piggyback off of this scene, I find it simultaneously cool yet frustrating. So it, it doesn't make sense for this reason, but it's also insanely cool for this reason. That the governor is so comfortable with himself that he just stands there and he and he doesn't duck whatsoever. Yeah. When when there's a, an insane amount of gunfire going on around him, he is that confident. He's also probably that like he has that big of a death wish. He's like, yeah. I don't care if I get shot right now. I'm gonna fuck shit up. He just has the biggest dick. He's just like he's enjoying it. Like 
there's a moment where the like bullets hit the door or something and he's just like oh yeah yeah i, I oh my god i saw that too like yeah he really just like yeah he's just yeah. like oh okay all right that's cool it's just like but it doesn't make sense because it's like well if you die then what's then what what don't yeah, you right. want to fuck more shit up yeah. so why are you just standing here also like i know you could say this throughout the entire show but Damn, that's a good aim he got there. Oh, for Axel? Yeah. Yeah, well, for Axel, for sure. Now that Because you see how far away it is. Yeah, he's far away. Yeah, and he gets a perfect headshot. Oh, yeah. Like, even better than John Wick. Yes, Like correct. He gave John Wick a run for his money. Yes, absolutely. She's like, playing I... it again. She's playing it again. She's, you, you just like this scene. Yeah, I, I, just, I just like to pick on it. You got a real money uh-huh. problem. What kind of money problem? You didn't give me any. <laughs> uh, anyways, anyways, uh, I got it. Yeah, right in the temple. Yeah, Luke right temple. The temple. <laughs> um, yeah, right there. And then, just one more second, and then you see he's... Quite a, quite a ways away. And that's, this is just from... Michonne's point of view. Yeah, Michonne. That's Michonne's point of view, which is in the middle of the courtyard. Yeah. Not, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, far, far away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. But we can attribute it to that one eye. He's really trained. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, what else doesn't make sense? <laughs> the upright getting gassy. Does that make sense? Uh, bubbles, yeah, what, yeah. bubbles in the formula yeah, or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, she's skimming. We're looking. Okay. Again, the the whole Maggie and Glenn thing. Let's just talk about that really quickly. I feel like. Do it's... you understand why she's upset? I because I've kind don't. of lost. I kind of don't even know why either one of them is upset with each other. Because she's like, I had to either take my shirt off or he was gonna get your like, hand. Is he mad that like because she already said that he didn't rape her? Yeah. So she's like, so, Are you happy now? But no, like she said that like a while ago. Yeah. So well, he wanted to make sure that I get I understand. it. But it's like, is Glenn like mad? That he saw her tits is like well, yeah, he's he's possessive, right? I like get most that. guys would be. So it's like, all right, well, I think I think why Maggie's upset is a couple things. One is the fact of you know that that it happened to her, just generally speaking. The two, fact that he's dwelling on it, and she doesn't want to think about it anymore. Two, yeah, like yeah, like he like he keeps harping on it. And three, so a third point, he's like, she's realizing that he's becoming rage-filled and kind of losing common sense and you know she's she like she doesn't want to be a part of it yeah so all of that bubbles which again as much as i don't like it maybe that's why they included the baby scene to kind of reel her back in go hey Mm -hmm. maggie come here come here come back maggie Mm -hmm. you know but it's just like i it's frustrating because it's like we know glenn is good intentioned it's just they're making they're blowing it out of proportion which happens in real life, unfortunately. So it is real, but it's just, it's like sometimes it can lose an audience member. Mm-hmm. Like I think it does for you and I. Mm-hmm. And it's just, ah, Maggie, what are you doing? Why are you slapping him away? Like, ugh. Anyways, to me, it's just a little moment that doesn't really make sense sometimes. Yeah. Twice on Thursday. What? Um, What else? What else? Uh-huh, that's it for me. That's it for you? Go to the end here. I guess just the endless amounts of gunfire. Oh, um, um, wouldn't wouldn't Axel's body not provide that great of coverage 
for bullets? Uh, no, absolutely they not. It would all go through him, wouldn't they? Not all she, of them. Because she, because Carol uses him as like cover, which is cool. It's it, it's, it's like just neat. not probable. That's what I'm His saying. His body like, would be blown to smithereens. Well, yeah, but she would be getting hit with bullets. Some, depending. Very much depending. Like I, hold on, where is it here? Like it's great stuff. It's like it's exciting. It's like ooh, ooh, damn, damn, Axel's getting roughed up. And it's definitely different being like point blank versus where he's standing. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he's he's so dead. Oh. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that. But wait, it looks like he has some, because like we paused it on like an aerial shot. It looks like he might have like some bulletproof shit on. Maybe. Because he has like the, looks like he has knee pads. Yeah. So he might have some shit around him that's kind of helping her too. I don't know, sure. So we'll give that one a slight pass. But it's just the fact that Carol gets no bullet in her. Like I would have given her a bullet like around her leg or something, given her a limp. I don't know. Even like a uh, uh, graze. What a cool shot, though. And as much as I hate it, like I hate when blood hits the camera. Oh, I love it. I well, love like in it. this moment, I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll give it a pass. But they, they, they do utilize it a lot. A lot of blood hits the camera. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's it for that doesn't make sense. Now for the fist pump moment, what made you want to pump your fucking fist into the air and call up your mother and say, hey, mom, I know Hi, that we mom. have... Yeah, your mom, Tara. Shout out to Tara. I know we have issues, but hey, turn on episode 10. Watch this. Uh, Make sure uh, Kendall's watching. Uh, that's my sister. My one-year-old sister. She's, she's your Daryl. <laughs> what? You're her Merle. Sure. And one day, she's going to set you straight. And I'm going to lose a hand. <laughs> sure. Uh, As you're peeing in the woods. Right. Yep. <laughs> Saving a Mexican. Yes. Yep, go ahead. Um... <laughs> Um, the regardless MVP. of what oh, wait, no, MVP fist bump. Sorry, I yeah. keep cutting you off. Regardless of what happens after it, I love the shot of the governor. Like at the end, mm. love that shot. Anytime, like, and especially because his theme was playing at the end too. Going back to like why it just felt like a good moment to cut at is because. That theme, his theme. Yeah. Boom, boom, uh, boom, boom, I love it. It's just like, yeah. and that was like the realization that like he is coming for blood. With a U. Yeah. Well, oh. <laughs> no. He, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, uh, it's, it's tricky because I want to say that's my fist pump moment where it's like, yeah, governor, go boy. Unfortunately, I think I'm going back in time to Merle and Daryl, but I'm bringing it forward because we go back, right, to that moment where they're all struggling and struggling and struggling. They're at odds. He leaves. Now we're bringing it forward for the fist pump moment where they fucking saved the goddamn yeah. day. Yep, 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 yep. Right? And it's, it's yes, it's convenient, but I actually believe that they, they heard the gunshots. Well, that yeah, like there's been enough gunfire. They've had enough time, and they're good trackers, so they so could, yeah, could follow that. I buy it all. Like I buy that they actually would be there at this moment, and it's such a good 
little redeeming moment for Merle. Like it's like, oh, uh, in fact, okay. I actually believe that the least that he followed Daryl back to go save Rick, the sheriff, I, sheriff boy. Well, he didn't. He didn't go to save Rick. But like, it seeing, just turned out. It's like, oh well, dude, help me, God damn it, or I will kill you. Or like, I probably something like that happened. I but I do believe that Merle was because Merle like when he was saying that I I can't go with you. There was like twitches in his eye and shit, and that's him basically realizing I'm one step away from losing my brother and being on my own. I can't go to Woodbury. I can't go to the prison. I have nobody. I'm gonna be right. out here by myself, and it's it, that's a neat moment. And then it's like he he bends over, takes it up the rear, and he's like, "All right, I'm going. I'm going with my brother." So it's interesting shit that's coming with uh, with Merle and him kind of trying to readapt into the group. Um. So yeah, that's that. That's my fist pump moment where that's a good one. It's good like one. Rick's, Rick's about to die, <laughs> and we know he's not. So how? Do, so how do we save him this time? Um. So that's that. That is everybody. Season three, episode ten. Home. Um, so yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, next week's episode is going to be the last episode before Christmas. So we'll wish you all a Merry yeah. Christmas then. But, uh, this is, uh, the, the prelude to that. So hopefully you enjoyed it. I don't know what the Q and A is going to be for this episode, but look on it, look for it on Spotify, click the episode and the Q and A will be there. And next week we'll read the responses to last week's and this week. So Look forward to that. Do all the shit you do with podcasts. I don't know why I closed the laptop. Yeah, I was I gonna need, say why, why. I need the end music. Um, yeah, so do all the stuff you do with podcasts. Follow us on Instagram. All that information's in the uh, in the description. Show notes. Yeah, the show notes. And we're gonna get out of here because we need to get some sleep. So until next time, everybody, do us one simple little tiny itty bitty favor. Bring, Bring your, your own, own pants. pants. That was late. <laughs> <laughs>